You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 64. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we're going to do a little bit of reflecting. We are wrapping up 2019, and I can't even believe that 2020 is almost here. Like, I really remember when I was in like high school thinking like 2020 was like ridiculously far away, right? Like, we were going to be able to be have flying cars in 2020. So it's a little bit crazy that it's already here. But at the end of the year, I am, well, first of all, I'm big on goals and I am big on reflecting on those goals. And so as we wrap up 2019, that's where I kind of, my mind goes is I go into reflection mode. And I think this is really important. I, I talk and teach a lot about, uh, you know, looking forward and setting goals and working towards them. But I do think it is important that we stop every now and then and we do some reflection. That's where we learn the lessons that we need to learn. And if we don't ever do that reflection and we're only ever looking forward, one, we're not really celebrating what we've accomplished. And two, we're not learning the lessons that we need to from the experiences that we had. So back in episode number 14 all the way back in episode number 14, I outlined what my 2019 goals were going to be. And so today I kind of wanted to do a little bit of update on them. I think um, I wanted to share with you what happened with those goals, how I did, some of them I hit, some of them I didn't hit, and um, really encourage you to pull out the goals that you made at the beginning of the year. Maybe you don't remember what they were. Maybe you don't even know where they are, but I hope that you had some goals written down. I encouraged you to have some goals written down at the beginning of 2019, and I think it's really important to reflect back on them, even if it means you didn't do anything. Like Even if you go back and reflect and you're like, well, I didn't do anything towards that goal. That is still feedback, my friend. That is not a failure. That is feedback. I In episode number... 28. If you haven't listened to that episode, that's an excellent one to go back and listen to. Episode number 28, Failure Doesn't Exist. I talk about this concept of the fact that I don't believe in failure. I believe you either get the result that you wanted or the lesson that you needed. And so for you, it may be that the, you know, there's a lesson in there that you needed of either you set too lofty of a goal or you didn't set you know, little goals that lead up to the big goal that you weren't committed. Like there's a lesson in there for you to learn. And I really, really like irks my tater a little bit when people say that we shouldn't set goals or New Year's resolutions because people don't complete them or because like everyone forgets about them. That's not a reason not to set them. It's a reason to set them and then actually create a plan on how you're going to be successful. And if you weren't successful, there's no need to beat yourself up. We don't have to create meaning around that. We don't have to say that it means you're an awful person and that you're never going to get that result. But I do want you to learn the lessons because here's the truth. Most people don't learn the lessons. 
And so then they get stuck and they repeat the same lessons over and over and over again um, and the same mistakes because they haven't actually learned the lesson. And so learn the lesson. Like, let's just get through it. I talk about this a lot in the failure episode. Let, like, let's get through the lesson so that we can start to get the results that we want and we can start to create those results that we want in our life. So we're going to do a little bit of review of my goals. Hopefully this is prompting you to do a little bit of a review on your goals. And I'm going to tell you about how I did and what some of the things were that I did really well, some of the things that I maybe didn't do quite as well, and um, kind of do a little bit of reflection on my goals that I set for 2019. So we're going to start out with goal number one for me was to double my business revenue. And that is a big, huge check mark. Um, we actually tripled our revenue in 2019. And so that was really, really exciting. Um, Bicepter Babies grew a lot over the year, both me personally and the business and my team. And um, I have, I don't even know how many contractors we have now working with us, but we have a core team of four of us and um, a lot of different contractors working, doing things from website development to graphic design, to SEO, to um copywriting. And so I've been able to outsource a lot of the things in the business that need to be done, but that don't necessarily need to be done by me. And so that's been really fun because what it means is I get to spend more of my day doing the things that I really love and that really help people. Um, you know, building my website doesn't really directly help people, but now I spend more of my time doing the podcast and getting on coaching calls and coaching in my Macros 101 Facebook group and um, all the things that like actually light me up and really get me excited. And it's like why I created a business, right? Is to like help people and to work one-on-one with people and be able to help them through their struggles and be able to see their successes. And I get to do that now more um, as I've been able to build out my team. So 2019 was a really awesome year for Biceps After Babies. And I'm so excited that you're here and that you're with us and that we are planning to only continue that growth in 2020. I have some really awesome team members that we've brought on recently, and I'm excited to continue to see them grow as the business grows. That's that's also something that's been kind of fun that I had didn't really expect was I love pouring into my clients. Like I love coaching clients and seeing their transformations. That's really awesome. But what I didn't really expect was seeing these women that I'm bringing on into the team and how I get to see their transformations personally and in the business and as they develop and grow their skills. And so that's been really exciting as well as to see the women who we bring in that I'm able to touch people in a you know in the fitness world, but then also the, the women who come in and work on my team with me. So 2020 is going to be an awesome year and I can already feel it. So we did a lot of good things with the business. We um, definitely grew our revenue. We launched Macros 101 for the first time. We ended up doing three big launches for that. And a lot of you are Macros 101 clients and alumni. And that was has been really exciting. Macros 101 has been um, incredibly successful both as a business standpoint and also as a client transformation standpoint. And we, I love sharing my client successes because it, it really, hopefully for you, shows that it, it is possible. It's possible for you, regardless of how old you are, about what your financial situation is, about what your medical situation is. Like 
these goals that you want to set and achieve are possible for you. And we've had so many huge successes in our Macros 101 community. And it's just been an honor and a privilege to be able to coach these women through the process. For those of you who are in Macros 101, you know that we talk about how to count macros, but that the program is so much more than that. And I have a very unique and... um in, in like very strategized way that I coach clients. And we get deep into um, a lot of the things that most coaches don't get deep into. Um, most of the time, what I hear from clients is they're like, I've had other macro coaches, but like I've never experienced anything like this. And that is because we don't just teach the how. Like the how only gets you so far. We have to tap into the identity level. We have to tap into what you're telling yourself. We have to tap into what you believe about yourself. And so the way that I take clients through this process is we start with that. Our first um, step with my clients is believe it. We have to focus on believing first, then I can teach you the things, right? Then we learn it. That's our next step. I can teach you how to count macros and then we nail it. We focus on consistency and why you're not being consistent because so many of you know know what you're supposed to do, but then you don't actually execute it. And you're like, you're missing that consistency piece. And there are reasons why you're missing that consistency piece. And it isn't the fact that you just need to try harder. <laughs> like that's not the reason. So we talk a lot about self-sabotage and um, that's something I see a lot of my clients. So we, we do nail it is third. And then the fourth step is adjusted. And this is where I love the fact that when we count macros, we are doing a consistent input into our body. And so we can look at the results that we're getting and we can adjust according to those results. And so those are the four steps that I take clients through inside Macros 101. And we will be reopening the doors January 21st of 2020. So if you have been wanting to get into that program, we will have... um, we will not be having three openings in 2020. So it's going to be probably only twice that we will open the doors. So the first time will be in January, January 21st of 2020. Get that on your calendar. And if you are really serious and you want to make sure that you don't miss the announcement about doors opening, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist and you can sign up and get on the waitlist and then watch for an email from me because it'll January will be here before you know it. And we'll be launching Macros 101 again. Okay. So the second goal that I had is to give more. And I really wanted to put an emphasis on giving and being generous and feeling abundant with the things that we have in our life, the blessings that we have, the the monetary blessings that we have to be able to share that with other people. And so um, we did, we gave uh, quite a bit for just charitable contributions, but what 2019 really brought that we weren't necessarily expecting. And when I was setting this goal, wasn't necessarily expecting was that uh, our family members would need some financial support as well. And so we were able to financially support some of our family members. And that was a real blessing in our life and, and hopefully in their lives as well. And so it, it was a good experience for me. It's been a good experience for me to loosen the reins a little bit when it comes to money, to more freely give and um, to be able to to look at the things that we've been blessed with in our, in our life to be able to share those with other people. And I really think 
as we have more, like that just allows us to be able to share more. And so I'm, I feel like we did a good job of that in 2019. Um, I think there's always improvement and, and making um, charitable giving and contributing an important part of, of our journey is, is definitely something that we're still going to continue to work on. But we definitely give um, a good portion of our income to both our church and then other charitable contributions. And then this last year was a lot about supporting our own individual family. Now, part of that, that I feel like maybe we didn't do so good at is I, I am still working on my money mindset and I've done a lot of work around it. And I've done a lot of uncovering of beliefs and where those beliefs have come from when it comes to money mindset. But I definitely have a more like closed fist mindset, like a more of a scarcity mindset of, um, and I think some of it comes from um, maybe some of my upbringing. I think some of it comes from our experience being very poor for a very long time. But I definitely do still notice these tendencies to like to go to that scarcity mindset. And so I would say like what I can do better is to continue doing that work, continue doing the mental like shifts and belief shifts around money and this idea of scarcity versus abundance. And that's definitely something that I can continue to improve on. I, every time I think, oh yeah, I'm making like a lot of progress on this, then something will come up and my husband will be like, and here we go back. Here we go back to the scarcity mentality. In fact, just the other night, like my husband bought some stuff and he's been talking about for the house. He bought some stuff for the house and he's been talking about upgrading um, our TV that we've had for like over 10 years. Anyway, he was talking about these things and I just kind of went back to my like old, like scarcity of like need to like hold on to money, like hoard it. And he, we kind of, we talked about it and I ended up coming, coming around and seeing that it was just as like those old thought patterns, they just, they creep up. And so it's definitely something I'm still working on. Still really, I understand like abundance and abundance mentality, but sometimes I still just go into those old thought patterns and definitely something that I am continuing to try and train. All right. So number three was to practice mindfulness. I really wanted to focus on being more present and I will just say that I kind of suck at it. I'm not like, it is not a strong suit. If we're talking about like strengths of mine, this would not be on the list. I am a multitasker. I love, I love to multitask and I tell myself the lie that I'm more productive that way. And I know all research tells me I'm not. And I know everyone like, uh, there's so much like actual research saying that you, when you context switch, you actually like, it takes you longer and all of these things. But it is, man, it is a hard habit to break. Multitasking is a hard habit to break. So my goal for 2019 was to be more mindful, was to be more present, was to um, stop the multitasking, not necessarily stop it, but just make some improvements. Um, and I, while I feel like I, it's a constant battle for me, it's, I am not perfect by any means. In fact, I still find myself when I'm on the computer working, I'll be like mid in the middle of something and like an idea or a thought will, will pop up of like something else I need to check. And I like immediately like go and check it. Like context switching is just, it's constant work in progress. Um, so I definitely am not perfect at it, but I do feel like I've improved. I, as far as like meditation goes, one of my goals was to incorporate more meditation 
and hope and like help that to help train that that mindfulness idea quieting the mind and i did some meditation i can't say that i was very consistent at it but what i found is what i prefer instead of meditation is I actually prefer hypnosis. And and hear me out on this because people hear the word hypnosis and they like, I don't know, just you think of like your high school graduation party when they like hypnotize people to like run around the stage and act like monkeys. Um, So the difference between meditation and hypnosis actually is meditation is about quieting the mind. It is about thinking nothing, right? Like having that quiet mind. Whereas hypnosis is actively... Um, it's almost like visualization where it's like actual, actively visualizing and putting in the thoughts that you want to have happen. And so I do like visualization. Well, I've used visualization for a long time. Started it back in high school when my high school volleyball coach would have us visualize before every single match. And we would visualize ourselves getting the kill and like serving aces and, and things like that. So I started visualization like back in high school. Um, and I like hypnosis a little bit more because it is that like, what do I want to put into my brain? Like, what do I want to put into my subconscious? And so this is where I'll take my goals and, um, actively create that in my mind of like, what does it look like when I got, have got to that goal? What, am, what are the steps that I'm going to take? Like, what is it going to feel like when I get to that goal? What's that outcome going to look like? And so I actually prefer that a little bit more um, using hypnosis rather than meditation. Um, and I've been implemented that a lot more over the last little while with my goals and my business. And I do see a lot of value in taking that time, one, one just setting the, the time aside each day to be able to do it and, and focus on something. And two, being able to really like get the picture clear in my mind of what it's going to look like when I'm successful. The more that we can believe in that success, the more that we know that that success is inevitable, the more that we can actually visualize and see us performing whatever task it is that we want to perform, the more successful we're going to be. So Definitely still have room to improve uh, on mindfulness. I am not there yet. I would say I am moderately better at it than I was at the beginning of the year, but I don't necessarily think this is an area that I made huge leaps and bounds in 2019. So it is something I am continuing to work on and continuing to commit to in 2020. And then the last um, goal that I had for 2019 was to strengthen my relationship with my heavenly parents. And this is a you know spiritual goal. And um, in my church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they rolled out some new curriculum this year with a focus on really teaching in the home and how important it is as parents for us to be taking that time and teaching with our kids. And um, this program is called Come Follow Me. It's based around you know the teachings of the Savior. And as a family, it, this was a new program that was rolled out in January. And so to report on our progress, uh, we'll, I'll be real candid and real frank and real honest. We probably do Come Follow Me maybe twice a week. And maybe three times a week if we're like, it's a good week. So we are definitely not doing it every day. And some of you may be like, me either. (laughs) Some of you may be like, oh, what a disappointment. I don't really care what your opinion is. Um, That's just the reality of where we're at. Now, do I want to do better? Absolutely. Um, And my husband and I have have set goals (laughs) 
to slowly increase that. I really think like jumping from two days a week to like seven days a week is kind of setting ourselves up for success. So we've been slowly trying to like, just, you know, at least make sure we have two times a week, maybe let's push it to three and then from three to four. Um, but having that time where we are able to teach our kids is important. And I, and I place value on it. We just need to be better about like executing it. I feel like our nights, man, as our kids get older, our nights are just like crazy. It's like scouts and gymnastics and homework and coaching calls and like, it's just all the things, right? And so I can give a million and and one excuses, but it really just comes down to, we need to make it a priority and something that um, is, I find value in and we will continue to work on and improve. Definitely not perfect. So hopefully as I go through all of those goals and kind of give you a little report, it's holding me accountable for the goals that I set. I do think there is value in being public with your goals because there is that accountability factor um, of knowing that other people are going to know whether or not you complete your goals. And hopefully by me sharing you will recognize that just because you don't complete your goals doesn't mean you shouldn't be setting them. Uh, I truly believe that when we set goals, even if we don't achieve them, we usually will end up higher or closer to that goal than we would have had we not set the goal. Had I not set the goal about mindfulness, I probably would have never like come across hypnosis and started implementing that. But because I had set a goal, like I maybe didn't achieve it all the way, but I made progress in that, in that realm. And so I really encourage you. I know there's a whole lot of stuff about New Year's resolutions are dumb and nobody ever keeps them, but I really do encourage you if you don't set New Year's resolutions, at least set goals. And whether or not you set them at the beginning of the year or you set them each month or whatever, setting goals is the key to making progress. You are where your attention is. Whatever your attention is on is what you create in your life. And when we set our attention on goals and on the things that we want to create in our life, that is how they get created in our life. Before we go, I am going to link up um, a free download on crushing your New Year's resolution. So if you need some help setting your goals, you want a worksheet to be able to go through to, to set your New Year's resolutions, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash 64. And you can download that free download to be able to help you with setting your New Year's resolutions. We also will link up episode number 13 in the show notes. Episode 13 is called How to Set New Year's Resolutions That Stick. And I give you a lot of advice in there about how to actually set New Year's resolutions and how to break it down and how to create different areas in your life that you're setting goals for. So if you feel like a little bit overwhelmed or like you've never been successful before with setting New Year's resolutions or goals and you want to get better at that, definitely go and take a listen to episode number 13. And we'll make sure to link that up in the show notes too. So it makes it really easy to find. Show notes are always at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash than whatever the number is of the podcast episode. So in the case for this podcast episode, it would be bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash 64. And all of the show notes will be there. We'll link up both that freebie and um, the other episodes so you can learn about setting New Year's resolutions. And the last thing, next week we will be um, releasing a podcast episode all about my experience doing plant-based eating. So this was a highly requested topic and I talk about plant-based eating and vegans and vegetarians and how to count macros on it as well as share my experience. So definitely make sure you tune in to next week's episode.
That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.